Grassroots, True Grit. This is Shenango Voice. Visit our website at shenangovoice.com, and if you enjoy our programming, share a link to our podcast with your friends. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant at 103 East Main Street in Norwich, New York. Now serving the Shenango County community with outdoor table service and take-home comfort food. Lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday with lunches from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and dinner from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. To order, call 607-334-9480 or download the weekly takeout menu from our website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com. Just click the link to Bohemian Moon at the top of the page. Hello again, everyone. My name is Mark Fanero, and I'm the technical director of Shenango Voice, a new public service podcast. Our mission is to inform, connect, and inspire Shenango County, New York with information and stories that bring out the best in our community. Shenango Voice came into existence just ahead of the coronavirus pandemic. Due to New York's current social distancing recommendations, we've adjusted our intended format, opting to perform interviews online instead of recording in our dedicated podcasting studio. As a result, we're sacrificing some audio quality for now to keep our participants safe and bring you timely information. Episode 5 of Shenango Voice is an interview with Pastor Jen Westervelt, co-founder of Improve Norwich Now, a nonprofit organization that works to address multiple social needs in the Norwich area. This interview was recorded via Skype on June 2, 2020, with Shenango Voice co-producers Betty Bytheway and Diane Gallo. Good morning, Jen, and welcome to Shenango Voice Podcast. Uh, and all of our listeners, uh, welcome Reverend Jen Westerfeld. She's the co-founder, along with Brendan Clark, of Improved Norwich Now. And I understand you're a new organization. You just started, what, 2019, and you've already got your 501c3. Uh, congratulations. And you're, you're going full bore, I guess. Your mission is removing barriers and providing support so all community members can reach their full potential. Can you talk about some of the things that you have done? I know you've done something with the behavioral health clinician at Perry Brown in the Gibson schools. That must have been quite a feat to get that reinstated. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure, I can touch on it briefly. Uh, really, with that, what Brandon and I did was we it was just a matter of talking to people on all sides of that dynamic, being able to gather the information um, and compile it so that we could bring the school district and behavioral health together, where see where they had common ground and also where they had concerns and needs for modifications. And um, it was, it was a, a process for sure that took some time and effort from all parties involved, but ultimately we were just facilitators. We were just facilitators who helped mobilize a solution through um, Emmanuel Episcopal Church's involvement and generosity and being able to provide for that service being reinstated. And um, to our knowledge, that reinstatement has been very effective for all involved. Can you speak of that two-pronged mission you have? Brandon and I are both from Norwich and, well, Plymouth officially, but this area, Shenango County. And 
he is a police officer and right now he is not as actively involved with improve norwich now because that work of being a police officer has really drawn him um into that that dynamic of our community and we appreciate his service there um but i think what both of us brought to to the table when we founded this organization is that through his work and growing up in this community the times that he spent in the military and then in law enforcement for me the time that i spent growing up in this community and then also um i was an english teacher public school english teacher for 14 years before becoming a pastor we have had a lot of interactions with a variety of individuals within this community and outside of it and the fact of the matter is people can't reach their full potential if there are barriers in their way and sometimes those barriers are self-inflicted or even within our own minds um, other times they are tangible barriers that with the right supports can absolutely be moved using outside supports and so with improve norwich now the desire was to hit on both those facets so to give people that empowered sense that they did have the ability to make changes within their own scope but then also that as a community we could come together and affect change by providing supports or mobilizing current supports in a different way thank you that was really fun to listen to <laughs> oh good what it does is it integrates the whole idea of being a longtime community member, growing up, loving the area, going on and getting your, your bigger world experiences mm -hmm. and coming back in another way, and then understanding what you have there and trying to the remove barriers and provide support seems deceptively simple. <laughs> You're so right, actually, yes. It's very powerful. I, I thought it was an interesting mission and thought a lot about it. And as I hear you explain the different things that you are attempting to do, can you run a little list of barrier examples? Yeah, I love that you use that word that it seems um, deceivingly simple. It made me chuckle a little bit because the fact of the matter is it's actually been quite difficult to be able to remove barriers and provide supports. And that, as we'll talk about later in the interview, that's why our mentoring program needed to kind of pause and, and be morphed a bit. Because I'll tell you, one of the biggest barriers that we have in this area are um, local supports for housing for individuals with unstable housing. That's a huge barrier. And so we were working with individuals who are struggling with substance use disorders, who were in a position where basically we could meet with them and identify next steps that they would take and meet with them each week for progress updates and all of that. But the fact of the matter is if they had to just return back home to where everybody was using substances, uh, it became really challenging for them to stay sober. So that's one example of a barrier that we hit. Um, but one of the supports, as we'll talk about later, I think is going to come in the form of grandma's house. 
Um, also, I can just give a quick shout out kudos to Friends of Recovery. We're trying to establish a local chapter, Improve Norwich Now is really just a, in support of that organization. We're not actively involved in establishing that, but one of our active team members, Jim Everard, he is, that's a support that would be very beneficial to that barrier of substance use disorder in our community. The substance abuse, is it opioids as that's happening in most of the country, or is it the same old drug uh, of choice of, of alcohol or pot? Yeah, the opiates are the biggest issue right now. Um, meth, heroin, those are, those are definitely concerns um, that are just just permeating our community. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things for us to keep in mind too with that particular topic is in our opinion, if the people of this community can become empowered to, to say no, to not allow that into our community um, and to take proper steps to help those who have been afflicted with addiction, it would be huge. Um, sitting by and just complaining about it is not going to do anything. Um, oh. Yeah, so that's, we're trying. It's going to be a process and it's a partnership. It's really important that we work with local law enforcement and with behavioral health and drug and alcohol and all those entities to make a change. I'm thinking we have a longer, we have more than one interview here is what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think let's let's schedule that for another time in the future because some things are in development right now on that topic of substance use disorder um, that I think will warrant further communication. You also do a lot for families and children. You have your Fostering Futures, uh, Grandma's House. Can you tell us a little bit about those initiatives? I would love to. Fostering Futures New York, Shenango County is um, led by our part-time coordinator, Kathy Albrecht, and that is a paid position. That's something that she really has her heart in. And I mentioned the fact that it's a paid position because Improve Norwich now is supported with donations um, from community members, entities, and Fostering Futures is one of those perfect programs where we can be game changers in breaking down barriers that have been generational and really impact children's lives in a different direction moving forward. So the program is focused on developing a team of volunteers from the community who are thoroughly background checked and that team of four to six people is assigned to a foster family and that foster family then works with the team they meet once a month to have a planning meeting where they talk about here is how we as a team can support you as a foster parent and foster parent what do you need from us how can we come together so i'll give you some examples i'm on a team there are um 10 in the home 10 children in the home and it's it's a wonderful blessing i just love going there and my job once a month um, is to provide dinner and i bring books or arts and crafts and work on those activities with the children i'm there for about an hour and then i leave them with that dinner 
And there are other team members who do things like um, they go and and just play with the kids so that foster mom can have a break. Some go and just sit with the foster mom and visit with her. Just give her an opportunity to unload a little bit. Um, just be a person. I mean, she's caring for all of these children. She needs a break. Other Fostering Futures teams do things like go and fold laundry. I mean, can you imagine the pile of laundry that's created with that many people in a home? In other circumstances, there have been volunteers who do things like paint a bedroom in the home. Sometimes um, outings, like if a foster family wants to go to Enchanted Forest, how helpful would it be to have a couple additional adult hands who can help manage children? So those are just some examples. We have two teams that have solidified a third in the making. Our goal was to hit five by the end of this year. I'm still optimistic, although COVID-19 has put a bit of a damper on our ability to really get into the community and, and work on the trainings. Um, but that's an overview of the program, Fostering Futures of Shenango County. Many years ago, I uh, did a lot of research for the Foster Parent Program and it did public relations pieces for them to find homes and families and willing to be foster parents. And it was a really hard sell because of the, the commitment. Your approach is so lovely because it allows anybody who had that kind of interest and wish, but simply couldn't sign on a wonderful, wonderful, smart, out of the box, just sweet way to go about it. Um, so I, I think that if people are interested, they should call, they should call or contact Improved Knowledge now. Yes, please. The wonderful piece about this too is that Fostering Futures um, New York is actually out of the capital region. It's a program that was developed there and we were contacted by our local Department of Social Services because they thought that Improved Norwich Now would be a great organization to carry that on and establish it here and we're so glad that it's working. We're really honored to to establish that for our local area. Another initiative you have is Grandma's House, and that to me is uh, just, uh, as we say, thinking out of the box uh, solution to some of the issues. And this is this deals mainly with unwed mothers of any age, right? In doing our research of New York State residential guidelines, we have actually decided to narrow in on single or um, pregnant women who and, and single moms, pregnant women who are ages 18 to 24 to start, that is actually going to be our target age range. Now that could morph in the future, but we need to start somewhere. And so there we're able to hone in on people who are adults, but are not in a good situation to be able to have their baby and or raise their baby um, or um, young child. And so what we are doing with this program, this is actually based on a model out of Oregon and it's uh, actually called Grandma's House in, of Central Oregon. And the executive director has been a part of our team remotely since inception. And she has really been working with us to create this model where women are going to be able to come and be supported and we are so excited to have 
in development partnerships with high school students through the new visions program at BOCES. Um, we have uh, conversations happening with the place. There are parenting classes and support systems there. Uh, the list goes on. It's really exciting. Educators are stepping up, um, community members. The City of Norwich grants writer is very involved as well as a community member and recently elected Improve Norwich Now board member, Jean Hayes. We have just really been able to put our heads together on this model after what has been established in Grandma's House in Oregon and talk about a mentor-based model where these women are going to be able to be given mentoring in areas of financial literacy, parenting, nutrition, um, workplace habits, furthering their education, just really an overall well-rounded development of a person who is going to be able to transition to independence after graduating from grandma's house. That's an amazing program. Years ago, I used to be on the community services board in the teen pregnancy in Shenango County. We were third from the bottom of how many teen pregnancies were in, in the counties of New York State. Shenango County was like the third most. And, and considering our population, uh, the size of the population, that was really high. And I don't know if that's changed at all because I, I did this many years ago. So it may, it may have changed, but uh, it was a real problem at one point. Uh, a lot of agencies trying to address that problem. It continues to be a concern. And quite frankly, Grandma's House is only going to be able to support um, a handful of, of women at a time because it's really important that each of those women, each of those moms has her own personal space also to be able to parent her child. Um, but, and, and just to clarify too, so when we say, um, so expectant moms or single moms, it's up to, I think we said about 18 months. The director um, out west, she pointed out that when children get to the age where they can reach doorknobs and turn them, that's when it's time to graduate from grandma's house because it gets a little bit more complicated. But anyway, uh, you know, honestly, hey, if we can help turn around one, two, three, four, five women's lives, it was worth it, right? Some have come to us and said, look, we have middle schoolers having babies. Is grandma's house going to help that? Oh, I pray we can in time. Um, right out of the gate, that's not the plan directly for grandma's house. But let's see, too. I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with these women who go through grandma's house, graduate, and have stories where they can go back and mentor young girls in our community who may be headed down a path that could cause them to um, repeat the cycle or, if an intervention can happen, go in a different direction. And we have a very close relationship with Kisten Gillio, who is our high school principal. She is an active member of Improve Norwich now. She's actually our treasurer. And so I really look forward to seeing how all of these different connections form a really viable solution for years to come. That's great. When I first read your uh, board of directors and I saw the diversity of 
Finally, a policeman. Yes, a police, somebody from the police department. I can't tell you how right that felt. I said, okay, we've got all the representations, not just the social services or just one kind of focus, but the focus that somebody who is unsupported will find themselves in systems where all these players are in motion the police department, the school, the social services, these kinds of things. So to see a conversation happening with all the players and to understand the work that a policeman who understands the community and understands how to operate within it is just really inspiring. It's wonderful because even though um, Brandon's official involvement in the organization has had to, to pull back, um, John Trottier our current vice president, he also, he works at the jail. And so talk about firsthand experience and observation. Um, yeah, I agree with that. And we also have, um, as you mentioned, just a really nice cross-section of who we are at Shenango County represented there. So it's been wonderful to see that team grow and, um, and develop to break down those barriers and provide those supports. I know COVID has impacted uh, what you do as it has all of us, but uh, you were working on a literacy program, weren't you? Uh, Book Nook at the Y. This is a perfect time for me to give a huge shout out to Melissa Conant, who is a local community member and Girl Scout leader. Um, she was a really big team member in terms of planning that Book Nook revitalization. And the cool thing is that uh, she coordinated with Jamie Mullen, the executive director of the Y, and they determined that instead of painting the mural on the actual wall at the YMCA, because she can't get in there, she actually painted the mural on a board that will be able to be installed on the wall at the YMCA. And she has also been continuing with the project. Um, we have a plan that once the Y does open, that's going to come together in pretty quick order. And yes, we'll be able to see children reading there and uh, just that space really brightened up and we're excited and we thank the YMCA for working with us on that project. We're kind of running out of time and I don't want to not talk about Give Have Need because I think that's a great mm -hmm. program to help our local businesses. Uh, I don't know how much people are aware of that program, but if you can just give us a, a short, short synopsis of what, what that's all about. Oh, I'd love to. Thank you. So give, have, need. Perfect that you're asking as I'm placing an order today for graduates I know who are in need of a gift. It is a partnership with a Group B corporation, Metis Consulting Group out of Manlius, New York. Um, one of our board members, Eric Wick, actually works for Metis, and he came up with this idea with his colleagues that there could be an online platform developed so that local businesses, so Shenango County businesses, can sign up and community members can go to givehaveneed.com and they can purchase gift cards online to support those local businesses. We currently have, I think, about 15 businesses signed up and it's a very straightforward uh, process, all kinds of places from the Council of the Arts to ice cream and candy shops um, to hobby shops and personal care like massage. 
the whole idea was that during COVID-19, these businesses were often shut down. And so these gift cards can be purchased to increase cash flow right now for those businesses, um, whether the gift cards are used now because businesses are reopening or if they're used in the future. This is a great opportunity to buy gifts to give to other people and still support local business. And um, the application is available. It's really simple, straightforward. As long as you're an operating business in Shenango County, you won't be turned down. So it's a great opportunity. Well, you certainly have got a, a, a lot on your plate, I guess. But you're, it's, a, it's all wonderful. It's all good. And uh, keep up the good work. We're, we're going to give some information at the end. Um, yeah, contact information. Contact information. I'd like to say I wish we had video with this because you have such a darling face that's so <laughs> sincere and so you make me want to, yes, here, here's my check. I will, <laughs> you, you will do what you need. Everything will be fine. You're just your um, optimism, your energy and your practical application and figuring out the the things that need to be figured out to remove the barriers, dissolve those walls, and to open up an opportunity for a path forward is just spot on and practical. And yeah, that could work. How nice. And we would like very much for our listeners to know where they can contact you if they're interested in volunteering for your programming or making mm -hmm. a donation or uh, just joining any of your efforts. Absolutely. So we are on Facebook, Improve Norwich Now, and we have a website. So improvenorwichnow.org. Um, there is a contact us form on that. People are also certainly um, able to call 607-238-3392. Texting is also available with that number. Or shoot us an email, uh, improvenorwichnow at gmail.com. And yeah, we are absolutely supported by the donations of local community members, businesses, entities. So that financial support is really integral to our work. But I will say that we, I appreciate that our team has made a lot happen on a shoestring budget. Right. And so I hope people can um, echo your sentiment and see the value in investing in our community by investing in us. So thank you for this opportunity. Oh, thank you, Jen. It's very informative and very kind of hopeful. Good. This has been a real pleasure to talk with you. Jen Westerveld's Improved Norwich Now. Thank you. Well, thank you. That concludes this episode of Shenango Voice. We thank you for joining us. Please subscribe using your favorite podcast application so that you can be notified when our next episode is published. This episode of Shenango Voice is sponsored by the Bohemian Moon Restaurant at 103 East Main Street in Norwich, New York. Now serving the Shenango County community with outdoor table service and take-home comfort food. Lunch and dinner Monday through Saturday with lunches from 11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. and dinner from 4.30 to 7.30 p.m. To order, call 607-334-9480 or download the weekly takeout menu from our website at twobakeriesandarestaurant.com. Just click the link to Bohemian Moon at the top of the page. Thank you for listening. Thank you.